Hey, this is Liz. This is Heather. And we are settling in to talk about some sob fest cinema today. And beware, there are definitely spoilers in this episode. Hit the music. Jesus, Heather, where the hell have you been? It's like you moved out of state or something. Yeah, I'm actually trying to get my life a little settled here, but we're trying the Skype podcast now that I have interwebs that are not attached to a hotel. Hopefully, this will resolve a lot of our uh, delay issues. Also, you know, once producer Craig gets back, he'll be able to uh, help us out a lot there, too. Yeah, um, well... That would be great. Especially, it'd be really nice for y'all to be in the same place again. He was here for three days when he brought the dog up. Dogs, yeah. uh, there were two of them. They're still are the dogs them. excited? Are they like in the new yard? Yeah, they they seem to be. I don't, they're not in love with it. They're just <laughs> like, ah, all right, I'm done pooping now. I got to go inside. So anyway, I don't know where this idea came from. Uh, it came up a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if I was thinking about a movie or. Somebody was talking to me about a movie and I was like, oh my God, I cannot watch that fucking movie without just sobbing my heart out every time, even though I know it's coming. And so that sparked me to start a little discussion on our social medias. And uh, I was I was really surprised by the outpouring <laughs> of people willing to spill their guts on their favorite Sobfest cinema. So I thought that might be an interesting topic it for is, us to discuss. It is an interesting topic because there's a lot of movies that make me cry. And then there's a lot that everybody tells me will make me cry. And I have, I'm like a robot. Like just, it just yeah. does not do it for me. Yeah. If somebody's like, you're so going to cry at this. I'm like, watch me not. <laughs> <laughs> totally the Terminator. I, I'm like, nah, not going to happen. You I, don't tell me that the first seven minutes of Up is going to ruin my life then I'm just going to be devastated for a very long time. I don't know. What is the deal with people that uh, want you to watch a movie to make you cry? I try and make sure everybody (laughs) knows that if I'm recommending a movie, or I'll tell them, do not watch this. It will make you cry. I did that to my sister. I told her, do not watch that movie. Just Whatever you do, do not watch the movie. It will destroy you. And she's like, well, I had to watch it. (laughs) And I'm like, I I just told you. Some people are sadists and crazy. Yep. No, I've, you know, I like I like a good movie that makes me cry in a time when I need that outlet. Because, you know, a lot of times everyday life is enough to just <laughs> break your heart. So I don't often go out seeking things that I know are just going to be sob fests. Like there was a movie that came out, it was last year or something. I think it was called Max. It was about the army dog. Do you oh, remember yeah. that one? Uh, well, I remember you talking about being excited yeah. to see it. And I said, I, talked I do about not want to see I, it. I wanted to see it. It looked so good. But I also knew it was one of those things that was going to like fucking rip my heart out over and over. And we bought the movie. Still haven't watched it. Because it just haven't been in the new, the need to like, you know, like see dead dog cry. Like dead dog cry. And like dead baby cry, like those are those are some hardcore emotion. Like you got to be prepared for that. So what you can't we, just you can't sneak that up on somebody. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, spe- speaking <laughs> of speaking of, th- let me tell you my story about my Sobfest cinema. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was on an airplane and <laughs> this is just absolutely cruel to put a movie like this on the thing. And this is one of the movie. This is the movie that I tell people not to watch. Do not watch this movie. It's called Hachi, a dog's oh, tale. Yeah. yeah. Dog movie. Yes. So of course, you know, I was prepared mentally for the fact the dog was going to die at the end because dogs die at the end of dog movies. Spoiler, they have to. Spoiler alert. Otherwise, why is there a movie about a dog? Yes. This. I mean, I'd love to watch Happy Dog movie where Happy Dog ends up being Happy Dog forever, but yeah. that's not life. So. Yeah. So, okay. So we all know how dog movies end. And just like uh, we just discussed. So I prepared myself for the dog about to die. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was so much worse than the dog dying. The dog did not mm. die. His owner died. And yeah. oh, spoilers, by the way. Don't watch this movie, people. Oh, by I, the way, this whole show is going to be a spoiler fest, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so but all the movies just, are well over years old. So, you know, yeah, two or three yeah. years at the, is the earliest, I think. I don't have anything really recent. I don't have anything very recent either. Okay, good. So what happens is... Richard Gere's in it, and you're thinking, oh, good, this lovely story about him and his dog. All right, okay, Richard Gere dies, and the rest of the movie is about the heartbreak that Hachi has because he doesn't understand his dad is not coming home from work. It is terrible. And, and I know. And so, so for like an hour and a half, you're just bawling. You're just crying the whole time. And I mean, I was on an airplane and there's people around me and I have my headset <laughs> on and I'm crying and Craig thinks there's something wrong with me because I'm convulsing in the Great. corner and I just, I can't stop it. I'm just crying. I can't control it. It was absolutely <laughs> awful. So my recommendation is to save yourself and do not watch that movie. It's so many people are going to go out and fucking watch Hachi now, and then they're going to blame you. I told them not to. <laughs> I have That's my why recommendation. They, why they have to do it? It's so easy not to watch that movie. I'm not yeah, watching I've never, that movie I've never right even now. Heard of it? Yeah. So I will not be going to watch Don't it. Don't watch. But yeah, it. that's this is some you know these are some bullshit kind of things. Like like there are some movies and not really movies that made it onto my list. But I will tell you, I have a two-page list that I pulled off of social media, and that's not even everything. That's like who stopped sending me stuff last night. Like I still have people sending it on like seventeen different accounts. So I know I saw like one thing with like eighty-five comments, and that was just uh, one that was recently posted. That's just one of them. Yeah. So and 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 I had asked it a couple of weeks ago, but my our Twitter feed is so busy. That there's no way I could go back and find them. So I was like, okay, so I asked you before. I'm asking again. So tell me again. Uh, because I just, I couldn't go through a thousand tweets to try to find all the ones from like two weeks ago when we first started talking about doing this. So what I did was I was writing all of theirs down. And last night while I was, while I was working on my list, one of my movies happened to be on cable. And we have cable now. I don't know if I told you that. Oh, you know what? Funny. I don't have cable. Yeah. I, I like hate we, it. I'm we sick com- of it. We I've completely like, switched. I like from four shows that I watch, and the cable box craps out half the time. Like, I'm like, why? Why? Why did it do this? I, this is so funny, though, because I was like, okay, I can live without cable. Guess what? I don't have cable. I did. Yeah, get, but you I, know what? I am up to date on Supernatural and the Arrowverse for like the first time ever in life. So. 
You know the CW <laughs> app got. lets you catch up on them for free during the season. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, well, so I have the Roku, <laughs> and I was like, shit. I can watch the era. I can watch all the CW, all of NBC shows, and uh, yeah. all of so the. So we Fox have Apple shows. TV. So since if you don't have cable, you can't watch network shows. So. Well, Dumb. You, you, don't, you don't need cable for those. I promise, because I don't have it. Yeah. You get a Roku. Well, we don't have a Roku. We have Apple TV. Anyway, so I'm watching, Spend and I was like, oh, well, I'll just throw this movie on. And this movie came up because the last show we did, our end of time show. Which, by the way, I have now since been told a couple of times should have just been called Texas Homecoming is Weird. Um, because it, we talked a lot more about that than we did actual Armageddon. But since we, you said you wanted to do a show on Armageddon, it got me thinking about the movie Armageddon. And that has actually made my number one on the list of Sobfest Cinema. Which is, which is impressive because it's a good list. And it's not a great movie. I tell people this all the time, and they're like, that movie sucks. It's so terrible. I was like, first of all, it's got a fairly impressive cast for what it is. It's It's got a good cast. And the movie is very funny. There's a lot of really good, funny stuff. There's a lot of really dramatic stuff and kind of nail-biting stuff. But there are three moments in this movie that just break my heart every time. And I know it's coming, and I know it's going to happen, and I just sit there and sob and sob and sob. And so I was watching it last night while I was trying to make this list, and I'm just crying the whole time. So if you're not familiar with this movie, um, big-ass asteroid is coming to destroy the Earth, like they do, apparently. The only way to save the planet is to send a bunch of roughneck oil rig driller guys up on spaceships to drill a hole in the asteroid to drop nuclear bombs in it to break it in half so that it misses the earth and doesn't vaporize us all. It's a stupid premise, right? And you know (laughs) what? Though you do recall that this same year, there was another identical premise movie that Uh, came out deep impact. It was not nearly as good, obviously, but yeah. So obviously it was this crazy premise that two people thought of two studios backed. You know, anyway. well, it was probably one guy thought of it, sent it to 12 different studios, and they all rejected it. And then two of them just stole it and like pushed it under the carpet and said, eh, we'll put this out. Nobody I will know. A, I had a great unique idea that nobody else will have. <laughs> no one's ever heard of this before or ever will again. Um, so basically, again, this, again, this is not an inherently sad movie. It's not Oscar bait. It's not trying to make you cry the whole time. But, you know, so they send these two shuttles up because you got to have everything in duplicate. You know, it's the end of the world. We can't just risk one team. Well, the second shuttle crashes into the asteroid. And there's all this debris and death and people are dying and it's people are screaming and horrifying. And just like one of the, the pilots who's an actual astronaut gets ejected out of the ship and lands on the nose of the other ship like. They're like, was that the independence? And then here's this guy hit the window. So you're just like, oh my God, what is happening? So that is just straight up. And then, of course, they're showing all of the the NASA mission control. And, of course, you've got Liv Tyler in this movie for no reason, as she is in like 90% of movies that she's in. And her dad's on one shuttle and her fiance's on the other. So, you know, bad times for her all the way around. 
but they keep just showing all this drama and so sad. I'm sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. Well, like three of them make it out. So then it gets better from there. Until the end, when they realize that they've broken the timer on this nuclear bomb that they're supposed to drop 800 feet down into this, you know, asteroid to blow it up. So now somebody has to stay behind to detonate the bomb. And of course, it's going to be Bruce Willis, right? Because he's got to be the hero because he got the biggest paycheck. So they have this, this, you know, setup where he's talking to his daughter in NASA because that's what they do in NASA. They let strangers off the street stand in mission control and talk to people on the asteroids. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they have this heart wrenching, you know, Sorry, I told you I was going to make it home, but I'm not. I got to stay here. Go marry your boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. Sobbing. Like, ugly, ugly cry. Big Oprah's big, ugly cry. And it pretty much from there straight through to the end of the movie. Because that can't be the only catastrophe. There has to be other things looming. Then they all meet up and then it's happy tears and then they get married and it's happy, sad tears. And you're just like, ah. so yeah. that's my number one. I don't know if there's any movies that make me cry that I like enough to watch again. Mm. You know, uh, actually, I watch that movie every time I see it on every time. I don't know why I can't stop it. You know, it's I not think even there's a great just, movie. I think there's two camps out there. I think there's camps like mine who are just like, Nope, that movie made me cry. I don't want to watch it again. Avoid, avoid, avoid. And then there's the other camp that's, uh, hey, this this movie made me cry. I want to watch it. Well, I think mine is more of a, I am in need of a soul cleansing. And this is a good way to do that. Yeah. And so sometimes when I'm having a real, I had a really rough week this week. This was, this was not a good week for me. It was really, ba- really bad. And uh, so sometimes you need that level of someone else's emotional grit, I guess, to weed out your own. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yep. So I think that's that's where I go for it. What's what's on your list? So you got Hachi. So I did it a little different. What I did oh. was I read the comments and then <laughs> I said, huh, yeah. Yeah, I, I could I could have cried. Now, I'll tell you, so my last big movie that made me cry was mm-hmm. Logan. However, it was not... I almost put Logan on the list because yeah. I did. I I was not expecting that. Yeah. I You know, I cry a lot. It's more like a tear-up type of a thing. And if mm-hmm. it's just a tear-up, as long as I don't make any audible noise, I will continue to watch the movie. Logan, I will watch again and again, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I get that. I get that way too. I get, you know, it's like, you know, it's coming and it's a little bit of a holding it in, but no, no, I made a list. I got an ugly cry list. So I'm going to go through my list uh, because I've got one. And then I was going to go through the social media list and you can chime in on any of them you want, or if you want to throw something out, go for it. Okay. All right. So number two on the list, and this one came up on social media a lot. And not just this time, but last time, too, was Steel Magnolias. And now I like Steel Magnolias. It doesn't make love me, Steel Magnolias. It doesn't make me cry like and things there are others. Now, yeah, no, Steel Magnolias. And it's one of those things. I could give a shit about Shelby as a character. I really didn't connect with her. I don't like her. 
I don't think she's incredibly likable. Everybody uh, thinks she's glorious, and I don't know why. And so it's not her dying that gets me in this movie. It's Sally Field and being amazing and standing in a cemetery and just, you know, screaming to the heavens about the loss of this child. And so you're, you know, moved and me a sobbing, just dramatic, horrifying wreck. But then to have the comedic timing of Olympia Dukakis and Shirley MacLaine is brilliant. Yeah. Well, you know, because it's like, that's what you need in that. It's like you need someone to break the tension or else everyone's just going to all die right there. Yeah. You know? Well, I I think that that's why Steel Magnolias is is such a good movie is because Mm -hmm. it's more like real life because you have grief and you have all encompassing grief, but you also have like great light, good times. And it was a very succinct and beautiful adaptation of life in that process. So yeah. I, I just, I love that movie. It doesn't make me cry that much anymore because I know she's going to die. And, and I never really cried that much to start with, but I said, I know she's going to die and I don't care, but you know, I, I love the Sally love, Field is amazing. So yeah, I love the uh, armadillo cake, the, uh, <laughs> the groom. <laughs> that movie is so fun because it really is such such a life story. Like it's, you have all these different characters and they're so real. You're going to have that grumpy lady and God damn, I hope I'm Weezer when I grow up. I really, this is my, my life goal. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a piece of armadillo ass cake that at a, at a wedding. And I'm fine with that. And I apologize for the dog. Okay. Yes. That's anyway. Um, yeah. That, so um, steel Magnolia make the list a lot. Now, Steel Magnolia is one of the sappy movies that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I could I could sit and watch that one, but I I don't cry big old tears. I mean, it's a story of someone dying essentially, so I'm fine. Right. Well, it's death, but it's also life and renewal. So that's I think that's where the Easter theme kind of comes in again. Starts at Easter, ends at Easter. It's it's kind of a there's a whole cycle of stuff that happens there, and and that that has to happen for life to move on. So mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, the next one on my list, again, may not hit a lot of people's lists, but it's Independence Day. And you and I have already done like a two and a half hour episode on Independence Day. So I'm really not going to go into it too much. The only but the thing, two, what, okay, t- tell me what this scene is, because like, it really wasn't There's that two bad. scenes. Okay. There's, there's only two in this entire movie, because the rest of it is just a pretty good action movie. It, it, well, it's not a great action movie, but it's, you know, we love it, so we can't help it. But there's two. One, when the first lady dies, you know, and oh, the yeah. little girl's like, is mommy sleeping? And you're just like, yes, she's sleeping, baby. Oh, my God. So there's that. And then for a completely different reason, when President Whitmore gets up there to give his historic speech before they go kick some alien ass, just gets my little patriotic heart right in the feels. I know. So, That's the best part of the whole movie is that. Uh, it is. Is that speech. They could have just released that speech, and I would have still watched it seven hundred times. Well, I mean, I would have if, been fine with yeah, that. if if Men in uh, not Men in Black, uh, if Independence Day <laughs> is on, I if it's around the time that speech, I just sit there and wait for the speech. Yeah, I'll watch it from whatever part is on. I love it. I don't know why. Again, not a great movie, but I love it. I've connected with it. I love. And that's it. the thing; it doesn't have to be a great movie for me <sighs> to love it. 
There's a lot of movies that kind of suck, but I still love them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think this list is filled with movies that pretty much suck. Yeah. But, you know, that's, so. but that's me because I'm dead inside. Remember that. Well, you are a little dead inside, but not <laughs> as much as some. And I'm, I'm going to have to call some people out on this. Uh, and one of them is going to be our good buddy Brent over at Home Video Hustle, who said he's literally teared up once at one movie and he wouldn't even tell me what it was. It was Rudy. So. If it was a dude, it was Rudy. Uh, I don't think it was Rudy, but (laughs) I was like, seriously? So I'm calling you out, Brent. I want to know what your tear was for. It was Rudy. Um, I'm calling it. (laughs) But uh, so remember the Titans is another one that makes my list. And I I was surprised at how many people actually also put that on their list because it's a sports movie. Yeah, but it's also emotionally manipulative. It is, yeah. but it's also real story-ish. That's so. why it's emotionally manipulative. It's worse, though, when they take a real story and then twist it to add something to make you cry. Like, I'm talking to you incredibly loud and extremely close or whatever that is bullshit, where they took a terrible tragedy like September 11th and then added a sad little story on top of it to freaking manipulate yeah, people story. into crying. They gotta draw your interest. The death well, and carnage end enough. You gotta have I know, exactly. Part. They were like, oh, you can't possibly be sad about something like this unless we have a little boy looking for his dead father after this. <laughs> you know, and it's... I know. You it's, are dead inside. I, I, <laughs> I'm not the one that did that. You know, anyway. So. Well, here's the deal. Remember the Titans? I have literally seen over 200 times. And I know that I have seen it over 200 times because I used to do a training class on it for corporate America. (laughs) And we had to watch the movie with the class and then have a follow-up about teamwork and, you know, not racism and all that stuff, because that's (laughs) entirely too much to talk about in a corporate environment. But, you know, teamwork. I So I have seen this movie so many fucking times (laughs) that I can recite blinds out of this movie. Just... And I have I have several friends that I worked with during this time who were also teaching this class. And we literally just walk past each other and, you know, make up some kind of champions pay the price and just keep on walking. And like nobody knows what you're talking about. But that's I, every time I had a uh, boss that decided to inspire people brought in the always be closing speech by uh, Alec Baldwin in Glengarry Gun Ross. I'm like, that's not inspiring. You understand that, right? Like, that's not an inspiring speech, but okay, you know. Well, the Remember the Titans is pretty damn inspiring. However, it doesn't really work in uh, every situation, especially when you work in an elected official's office where no matter how much teamwork you have, you can literally be fired the next day just because the guy changed his underwear. Like, there's... It just doesn't really, yeah, doesn't really hold up. So, anyway, um, the next one on my list here. Okay, terms of endearment is not on my list. However, it came up probably forty times via social media. Um, I like that movie. All right, I've never. Seen I guess it. I, I I I probably cried I, is when Jack Deborah Winger's character cried or died. I I love the sequel to Terms of Endearment. It's called The Evening Star. I absolutely love this movie. It's awesome and amazing right. and hysterical. And the end makes me sob my fucking face off every time. Most people have never even heard of this movie. 
I haven't, <laughs> I haven't. I mean, I, I, in terms of endearment, I've heard of, but I've never seen that. So I don't know any of the well, storylines. Terms, terms of endearment is one of those like 70s, 80s movies that it's trying to pull at your heartstrings. Right, like that's it's what's worse. I know we've got that all this mother daughter drama, and now we've got mother kid drama, and douchebag ex husband drama, and death by cancer, and you know, like all this stuff that just really pulls at you, and and it's very emotional, and I could very much see it's kind of like a love story kind of thing, like where you really get drawn into whatever if you're that kind of person. I didn't, I didn't. Because I was young when it came out, or I wasn't born when it came out. I don't really remember. I didn't see it till later. I think I saw The Evening Star first. But with this one, it's a sequel where the grandmother is now raising her dead daughter's adult children, or late teen, early adult children. And it's just a comedy of errors. Like, the whole thing, it's very funny. It's Shirley MacLaine at, you know, at her finest insanity. It's got, you know, Jack Nicholson shows up again. He was in the original. It's got just some really good acting in it. And it's just fun. And then she grows old and dies. So you're like, oh, well, I mean, she lived an awesome life. That's amazing. Now my heart hurts. So, but totally worth a watch. I like it. It sounds like it's got scrapbooking in it. (laughs) What were you saying? It sounds like your dog agrees with you. They're very upset with them. She does. She's very, she's very upset. At the moment, she and her sister have been confined to their crate. Yeah, she's not happy. Do you hear? She's mm-hmm. pissed. Yep, I hear. But that's all right. She'll live because she's a dog. Yep. Uh, I think I've already talked about Up. Uh, the first seven minutes of that movie are just oh, cruel and unusual punishment and should probably be shown to, like, murderers or something. I don't know. It's just awful. That's so sad. So it's sad. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Once you got past the crying 30 minutes in, even though she, you know, that first seven was the worst. Um, um, I know. Up that. came up a lot. And so did most of the Pixar movies. Toy Story 3, mm-hmm. uh, Inside Out. I have not seen that one, but Toy Story 3, they totally. Said, yeah, yeah, I didn't cry on that one. They said I was going to. What? No, they didn't. I didn't. Cat, who are you? They're toys. <sighs> Just so anyway. you know. Uh <laughs> Another one that came up for me is Last of the Mohicans. Uh, yeah, love yeah. this movie. I absolutely love it because I don't like sobbing throughout movies. I, you'll notice all of mine are like, there's a bit that, that makes you cry. It's not the whole thing. I don't want to watch. That's why I don't watch half of the movies that are up for Oscars because I think those are the ones that are just like trying to make you cry. And, and I'm and, like, fuck you. And I think that's... Um, I think that Liz is where I that why I get so jaded on this because I watch every movie mm-hmm. that's nominated except for the yeah, I don't I didn't watch Manchester by the Sea because it was apparently just terrible you know uh in the same sense but I, I don't know I think I find those movies like you you were kind of saying like you found them like return remember the Titans to be emotionally manipulative I find all of those movies to be emotionally oh, manipulative oh, they are don't get me wrong they are like, and I can't, I just, I'm not interested. If I'm going to spend my money to go to a movie, which you know I'm cheap as hell and I never go anywhere. But if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go and I'm going to see something that I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to go see Star Wars. I'm going to go see Wonder Woman. I'm going to go see the ones that are going to make me feel better at the end of the day. Most of these sobbing movies, I didn't see in the theater. I came across them at some point. I don't go to see a sad movie. That is not on my list of things to do. Yeah. Oh, I won't go see a sad movie in the theater. I'm I mean, like, my, my life is sad enough. I don't need that. It's like 
Jesus, like, you know, it's Halloween time. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, are you going to go see this scary movie? Oh, my gosh, Jigsaw's back. Ah, new Halloween movie. Ah. And I'm like, you know what? Walking to the mailbox is terrifying. Like, I don't know what's going to be in there. I woke up the other morning to my doorbell ringing. That was the worst thing in the world because it was a cop standing there telling me that a 16-year-old girl came whipping around the corner and smashed into my car that we paid off 23 hours earlier. Yep, that sounds like a typical... That's a horror story. (laughs) I'm like, really? Like, I know, it's it's fucking bullshit. I don't need this shit. So I prefer uplifting movies, but these are all ones that have come across my radar. Now, Last of the Mohicans, again, not a sad, sobbing movie the whole time. It is a war movie, so you'd think there would be a little bit more of that, but there's really not, because you only really connect with a couple of these characters, and it's not all the time. It's kind of touch and go. But when when his brother, when when uh, Uncas is killed by the bad Indian guy, whose name I didn't bother to go look up again, and Alice, the sister, who's been kind of mousy and quiet the whole time, chooses to commit suicide rather than go be raped off by this Indian all the time, this just gets me every time. And I'm like, oh my God, that's true love right there. Ah. Very weird. They knew each other eight minutes, but... It still crushes my soul every time. That's so sad. That is sad. But the th- the thing is, this movie, and this came up on some, another list I did at one point, this movie has got, seriously, one of the best uh, soundtracks, uh, sc- scores that I have ever heard. I could listen to this Celtic, beautiful, epic songs just forever. And I would never notice. Like, I would just live in that world forever. It'd be amazing. And I think that a lot of this too, a lot of the the gut-wrenching part of all of this has to be attributed not only to acting and writing and whatnot, but also to the musicians and the artists that make, you know, because if, if like your dog just falls over and dies, well, that sucks. And that's, that's a disappointment. <laughs> but if there's this, you know, big swelling overture that's coming up and you know it's coming or think about jaws when you go to see jaws it's only fucking scary when the music plays right yeah like otherwise it's just water like, yeah. oh no <laughs> i don't know i can you don't know anything's coming until the music plays and the shark jumps up so yeah I, I agree i think that the scores make most of these things emphasize it more and, and john mm-hmm. and john williams yeah, he can do it. So I've only got yeah. three more on my list before I, I we get to social one. media. I'm sorry. I thought of one. Oh, what was it? Uh, this one I enjoy. Uh, mm. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh my god, I love Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, where's but, the crying? Well, oh my god, though, because it's like he's torn apart, apart from him at the end. You know, there and you know, just the whole divorce thing. It just makes me cry. It's so sweet. And it's, I didn't get the crying. I mean, I get the sadness. I do, and yeah. I get the I get the feels. For Daniel. I think it's more the feels than the crying, I guess. But, you know, if we're talking movies I enjoy. I love that I, movie. Yeah, I love that I, movie. I, I need to go watch that movie, like, right now, because I absolutely adore that movie. I think, though, and, and maybe, I, I think a lot of these have to do with where you are in life when you maybe first saw them or when you, you know, watch them again kind of thing. Because quite honestly, you know, when I first watched Mrs. Doubtfire, I was young. I think it came out, what, in the 90s? Oh, late, yeah. It was late, early 90s. Mid, 
early mid night. I don't know, whatever it came out and I was probably in high school. Right. Yeah. And at the time, I think my parents were probably talking divorce or something. I didn't really care. It sounds really bad, but you know, whatever. Uh, it's like, you know, you see it more from the, well, you know, dad should be able to see his kids and what a creative way to do it. And woo, isn't she funny? But having gone through a pretty shitty marriage and then divorce, I can, I really can feel like Miranda's side of things. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if he had just been serious once, like just once, maybe she could have not had to be the heavy all the time. And so I could see much more of her anger and resentment and things like that. So I don't know. It's, and and it's she just, was always the bad guy. She was. And I've been in a, I've been in that marriage where, I mean, we didn't have kids, but you know, my ex-husband was one of those people who was a total piece of shit dirt bag, but everybody loved him. Like everybody that they loved, they're like, God, I know he's a dick, but he's so likable. I'm like, yeah, well, you're not married to him. So it made me out to be the heavy all the time. And that sucks when you feel like you have to be the responsible one and you have to be the one who does everything all the freaking time. So I, you know, it's like I can get that from her perspective. So I feel less bad for him. So I just see that as pretty much a comedy movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is mostly comedy movie. Yeah. Um, And I enjoy it immensely. But yeah, like his love for his kids and, you know, those things. Yeah. it, It really does. It tugs at the heartstrings. Yeah, so my next movie, I can't even watch it anymore. I think I've seen it twice, and I think I regret it the second time because it was so heartbreaking to watch. It's a beautiful story. It's an amazing story, but it hurts my heart so much to even think about it now that it almost like makes me want to shake, and that's Glory. Okay, yeah, Glory is a beautiful movie. It is beautiful. It is so heartbreaking. It is. And I don't know, the scene where Denzel is getting whipped like a slave and that one tears like rolling down his face. Oh my God, I died. I did. I died. And I think I was reborn into a completely different person. Yeah. It was oh. just that, horrifying. Yeah. That, just that so much. It's amazing though. And uh, it, it is, yeah. it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. It's, but it's so heartbreaking because again, as an empathic person who like literally feels other people's pain, I'm feeling that. And I'm not like, Oh, I know what it's like to be that. I'm not, I'm not just feeling his pain. I'm feeling like ancestral pain from years like 300 years ago going holy fuck we treated people like this yeah. holy fuck we still treat people like this yeah oh my god next game hunger games i didn't cry through all of it but there's some definitely there's some hard shit that goes on rue dies that was heartbreaking hunger games came up a lot a lot a lot of people hunger games really for both rue and for uh prim when Prim dies, too. Now, I wonder though how many of them actually read the books because I didn't read the books and so I didn't have an emotional attachment. I read the books, yeah, but but honestly, I think if you had read the book, you would have gotten much more the significance behind what Katniss was doing with Rue's funeral. There's nothing in it about about her district turning around and uprising. That's they made that for movie magic. So I don't know. This dog is going to drive me insane. So I apologize to our listeners. I swear to God, I'm not beating her. She is laying in a crate with 300 blankets in it. So 
Anyway, that's one that just, and it hits me at different times, different places. And my dad threw this one at me at the last second. I was like, oh, yeah, Dumbo. I don't think about the Disney ones because most of them are just horrifying. But Dumbo is so sad. Everybody thinks, oh, it's such a cute movie. It's not. It's not cute. It's horrible. They steal this poor baby with giant ears away from its mother. Its mother tries to protect it because that's her job. And they like lock her up and turn her baby into a circus freak. That's horrible. And then everybody bullies him. They make fun of him constantly until they realize he can fly and then fuck all of y'all. So. Yeah. Yeah, that is a terrible one. Okay. But it does have one of the most beautiful songs for babies ever written, which is Baby Mine. And it's been done forever. And it's amazing. So. I have no recollection of that song. And it sounds like I don't have any recollection of the movie It was also in Beaches. Is Beaches on your list? Because it didn't make mine, but it made about a hundred other people. Oh, I forgot about, yes, Beaches Beaches will do it. Beaches I do sob. I do. I also don't go seeking it unless I need that my best friend heart is broken kind of. Well, remember my dog is named after the song from Beaches. (laughs) My dog Otto's. Otto Titzling Benton, Inventor and Grout had nothing to get very worked up about. Yes. Yes. So if it. Gotta love me some Otto Titzling. Otto Titzling. Yep. That's it. That's that's Otto's full name is Otto Titzling. Yeah, that movie is awesome because Bette Midler amazing yeah and then barbara hershey's all right uh that little girl's a total little bitch but you know whatever and little little but maya bialik in that movie blossom before she became blossom was tiny cc so good movie i don't know why it didn't make my list probably because i just haven't seen it in a really long time but god it made everybody else's list you'll find stuff to just remind you later and you're like oh yes that was that was heartbreaking It, it was fine so tell me what what were some other ones that you popped up with? Oh no, I you know most of mine. Are, or you want me to go through the list? Well, and you can just say yeah. Yes, you're going to no. have to go through the list. But let let me tell you one that this was an Oscar bait one, and uh, it was based on a play. I think though, a war horse. Holy shit! I guess mine are all animal based. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the one where they make the horse dive off of that thing into a bucket, is it? No, I remember oh, okay. that. That movie's too. terrible. <laughs> and then it was all about the lady. She because it was all about the lady. It was like, what about these horses? You may dive into a bucket, right? Yeah, and it was like yep. she had to dive a horse into a bucket. But what about the horses, fuckers? Like nobody cares about the horses. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, I'm going to go through our Twitter friends first because I kind of broke them up into social media bits because it was easier to keep up with. Uh, so I have to give some shout outs to our castaways, um, one of our podcast groups that we hang with. Our friends at Useless Debates, uh, Phil, I think, uh, has said Ghost was a good one. Oh, yeah. Um, Ghost is one of those that you definitely get the the good emotional feels. You also get the good feels when he like gets that guy in the end. That was yeah, really good. That was one of those movies and- that I watched way too many times as a young child. Like, I think I did too. It came out when I was like seventh or eighth grade. Exactly. And, and so it it's like, like when you like, there was that age in which you watch yeah. sad, sappy movies. And yeah, that was right in there. See, that was the same age that I watched scary movies. And both of those ages are done. <laughs> I do not go seeking these things. Uh, Phil also threw out field of dreams. 
which oh, also yeah. got quite a few hits. Seal, our friend Seal, throughout Field of Dreams as well on Instagram. But I will say this with Phil. He's basically a new dad. So like dog food commercials and <laughs> pretty much magazine ads for watches also make him really emotional. So he said to take it with a grain of salt. Hey, Seal, that yeah. will stop once you're done breastfeeding. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I almost just spit Dr. Pepper all over my computer. <sighs> so this is why you don't drink in podcast, folks. Okay, um, I have to throw this out here because we probably passed the 32-minute mark. Uh, Jaslyn, our friend in New Zealand from High Expectations Podcast, has thrown out a movie called About Time. Have you seen this movie? I Give me a synopsis. It sounds, it's really vague name, isn't it? I literally know nothing about this movie. She said it's about time travel and love in London. Like, I guess it's a British. And I'd never heard of it. So I was like, huh, interesting. Well, she's from New Zealand, so maybe she's got a channel I don't have. But then like 16 other people on social media popped up and said, about time. I was like, well, shit, I don't even know what this movie is. So I got you, Jazz. I'm sorry our episodes are never going to make your 32-minute mark. Why? Why? When she's done with her commute, she turns it off? Well, she lives in New Zealand, so apparently she can get all the way across Wellington in uh, like less than 30 minutes. So their shows are no more longer than 35 minutes ever. And she's always she, she's always all over all of us who are like, my show was accidentally two hours this day. And they're like, um, no. <laughs> she's like, at 32 minutes, it was amazing. And I turned it off. Yeah, so the, the, the sorry I didn't that, get you there, Jazz, but yeah. I did get you. Mario from Superiority Complex. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. I hate it, that movie. It doesn't make me I cry do. or anything, but. I hate, I don't know why. I just despise that movie. Probably because um, they made you watch it in school. I, no, no, hate it. Hate it. I just, I hate the premise. It's like a Christmas carol. Like, I just hate it. You Every cannot hate a Christmas carol. Charles Dickens is a delight. No, he's not. Yes, he is. I've read a lot of Charles Dickens by force. He's a horrible, horrible human. I read who Charles Dickens. me Dick- read horrible books. I read Charles Dickens for not by force. You're crazy. Yeah, I, don't, I can't. I can't. Uh, okay, so let's see. We've got a couple other new people on our Twitter these days. We have Jill Loves Juliex, um, new, and this, uh, The Abyss. Oh, yeah. I don't remember The Abyss being sad, but apparently the, like, the lead has to let herself drown or something. Yeah, I think, I think that that sappiness is what kind of kind of knocks it out of being a like a blockbuster you know, I, yeah. I, I don't know how to describe that like like aliens you can kind of see as like an action blockbuster right the abyss yeah, though yeah. had a lot of really cool <clears throat> things in it but like that sappiness at the end i think kind of kicked it out made it more like a yeah drama see i like a I like a good deep blue sea where you've got all this crazy shit going on and then you've got Samuel L. Jackson standing up to give his what the fuck motherfucker kind of speech and then gets eaten by a shark. And I'm a fan of that. Like, that is a good movie. It's actually a terrible movie. However, if you go back and watch it again, it's funny as shit. Samuel L. Jackson can make a movie good as well as bad. But I like that he appreciates a bad movie when he's in it and he, like, doesn't hide from it. Yeah. And he's like, paycheck, motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) 
Go for it. You know, I Snake's on a plane paycheck. where he got all pissed off because they wanted to change the name. And he's like, no, this is Snake's <laughs> on a plane. That's when people are getting the seats because they want to see some goddamn snakes on a goddamn motherfucking plane. All right, so the smarky bitch, I think this is someone we would be friends with. Yeah, First like 10 it. minutes of Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah, that's Apparently, right. this is very, very heartbreaking. This I, I don't a, know. I think Disney Coral should have gone back in the anemone. I'm just throwing it out there. Yep. You're a bad mom. Um, Minnesota Froggy said mask. We got quite a few for Ma- mask. Oh, my God, mask. I forgot about that. Yeah, see, I don't watch that because it made me cry. Yeah, I can't watch it. It was one of those just gut-wrenching things. Um, and then Forrest Gump. And oh. for this one was interesting because it wasn't it wasn't a lot of the Forrest Gumpy things. It was the part where he go you know, he goes to visit Jenny and he finds out that she has a son named Forrest. And that like couple of seconds of recognition He's named after his daddy. You're his daddy. And like that just. <laughs> I, I so, love Forrest Gump. I totally get that. And I love Forrest Gump. I could watch Forrest Gump forever. Me too. And the soundtrack is awesome. Not the score. Amazing. The soundtrack. Amazing. Okay. You know what else has a great soundtrack we need to talk about? Remember the Titans. Any, It's like Remember the Titans, um, Forrest Gump, the Guardians of the Galaxy. All of these have these really bitchin' 70s, 60s, 70s, awesome songs on them, and they're amazing. So, um, Noelle from Heil on Life podcast said fried green tomatoes, and she agrees with Last of the Mohicans. Uh, and why am I watching this? Says the Mighty Ducks. So, I don't know why you're watching the Mighty Ducks, but apparently you are. Wait, wait. Oh, oh. They, yeah, the Mighty That's Ducks. That's the name of the podcast. Yeah, I like the hmm? Mighty Ducks. Oh, I like the Mighty Ducks too. I've seen it multiple times. Uh, let's see. So my friend Tracy says Rudy. Rudy got a lot of votes. There's a lot, of, you know, especially with the dude. They, the sports movies can get them. Yeah, I don't know why. Most, I think, a lot of the women are going. Why? Rudy's one of those that I was talking to Paul about this last night. I said, you know, I love Rudy. Rudy was very good. I love Sean Astin. I just don't think Rudy would hold up today with our standards of what we consider to be. I don't want to say Rudy had a disability, but basically they treated him like he did, right? It's like, you're short, you're not that good, but you got heart, kid, right? I don't think that would hold up with the standards that we that we have in 2017. I, I you know don't know. I liked the movie. I, I can't. It's I like the movie, but watch it again. I'm watching Dancing with the Stars right now, and they have a girl who was in a wheelchair for 10 years with paralyzed legs who was dancing on the show. She has no feeling in her legs, but she has willed herself to dance. And I'm like, now she needs a movie. Like, that movie I would watch. Rudy Short. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I loved it at the time. Uh, Okay, uh, so Liberty Spidell, who is an author friend of mine, uh, says Apollo 13. I definitely get a little teary-eyed. I'm a big fan of Apollo 13. But then she's she's got Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibilities on here. Yeah, I wanted to watch I, it. Didn't I, she recommend the Sense and Sensibilities, a specific one and not the miniseries? I hadn't mm-hmm. I hadn't watched that. Um, I did like the Pride and Prejudice uh, movie, but it didn't make me cry or anything. Yeah, I, I mean, we did the book club last year on Pride and Prejudice and then the Zombies one. 
still kind of like the zombies better. I just, I didn't emotionally click with that movie, but I've only read the book once. I haven't seen the movie. So I'm not going to throw anything against it. I know there's a lot of people who love, love, love Jane Austen and all of her stuff. I I love the book. Like after we read it, I continue to reread it and re-listen to it over and over again. Mm. Yeah. I may need to give it another go. I, I started, I liked it by the end of the book. I was confused for a very long portion of the book because I did not pay attention at all in AP English. And so I didn't really understand it. (laughs) <laughs> until I watched that um, shit. What's that video I posted the other day? The, the Oh, yeah. The, what was that movie? Like, wasn't it- <laughs> it's like basically the thug, yeah. uh, thug doctor explains Pride and Prejudice. It's funny as shit. In total, like, gangster terms. Yeah, it was it's funny. It's fucking hilarious, but my God, it makes so much <gasps> sense. I was like, fuck Cliff's Notes. Where was this guy when I was in high school? Like, that's who I needed explaining this shit to me because I just got bored and I get lost in language. And I was like, his explanation is on our Facebook page. You should go watch it. It's hilarious. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Anyway, so uh, after Pride and Prejudice, Sense and Sensibility, you know, they're the same people. So, but yeah, so somebody else popped up and said um, the first Fast and the Furious movie. It was, and it was something G? about flipping a car. Was it Corey G? I don't know. Okay. Huh? It was not Corey G. Oh. Though he has told me a million times to watch this movie, but it was not Corey G. It was Joseph C. I don't know. He's new. <laughs> and I couldn't I couldn't tell if he was being serious or not. Because that's the thing. With some of these, I know I've got some Joker friends who like to, you know, put silly things down. Uh, whether they're actually silly or not. But, so I don't know. I am. Um, I... I kind of remember watching the movie, but not really. So I'll just, I'll believe you on that one. I'll choose to believe that you have a good intents, sir. <laughs> uh, Kim Gordon, our friend Kim, who's yeah. been on the show, uh, said the Danish girl and Selena. Yeah, both of those, those, those will do it. But the Danish girl, I kind of, for some reason, I, you know, I'm dead inside. I, I mm-hmm. liked it. I appreciated it, but, um, I didn't watch it, so I, I can't. I have no comment on that. It's well acted. Selena, yeah. on the other hand, I did watch. It was amazing. I couldn't connect with it at all, and I'm from fucking Texas. And I I'm don't. Like, what? I don't even like, like the I, music, and I loved it. I remember the day she died because the lady I worked for, like, literally fell on the floor sobbing. Because when it came on the radio, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? And she's like, Selena died. I was like, who's Selena? I don't know. So I I didn't connect with it, but it, it hit the list a lot. So it was, we're going to throw Selena out there. It, I, it was crazy sad. And uh, I didn't, um, you know, I didn't know her music. I wasn't in Texas at the time. So, like, her death didn't. Yeah, I was here. I didn't know her. It didn't uh, show up on any kind of, like, local news or anything. But, uh, <laughs> they didn't have it on all the Utah stations. <laughs> no, it did not. But it was believe it or not. But I. But you know. So when I watched it, I didn't even know how like she died or anything. And so it oh, was I like knew a, that part. It was like a new yeah. new show for me. And that was that was all over. The, I knew that part. That bitch was crazy. Well, you know, you know, throw Edward James almost in anything, and you're crying, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So our awesome friend Ophelia mm-hmm. has come up with a list of things, and I agree with. Pretty much all of them. All right, what you? Uh, what What dreams may come with Robin Williams? Oh, so beautiful, so heartbreaking. 
That was actually the very first DVD I ever owned. Uh-huh. I know that for a fact. Yeah, I mean, Did- I I was told I was supposed to be more emotional in it, and I loved. I think I I saw it and I had no, I didn't know anything about it. The the guy at Circuit City, if that tells you how long ago this was, uh, the guy at Circuit City who was trying to sell us a Blu-ray player, this newfangled thing, told us you've got to watch this movie just to see the the visual quality of a DVD versus a VHS. So we bought it and we watched it and holy shit balls. Yeah. Well, great I, movie. I loved the I uh, loved the paint colors and so like there was a lot of things I oh, really yeah. loved about it and I loved like oh, you know, that Cuba Gooding Jr was really his son the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there was a lot that I loved about it, but I didn't have this like it's going to change your life thing that a lot of people had with it. And so that's when yeah, I first realized anytime I Anytime somebody inside. tells me my life is going to change, I challenge them and they're always wrong. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm dead inside. I don't know. Firefly, they told me the same thing. I'm like, liars. It's good, but... Yeah, it didn't change uh, my Patch life. Adams was on her list. How many Robin Williams movies are on her list? <laughs> Just those two. Okay. Uh, the Steel Magnolias, like everybody else. A lot of Marley and Me. Marley and Me popped up a lot. I never did see that one, but again, it's a dog movie. You so know how it ends. Pretty sure I can yeah. guess how it ends. Brandy. Collateral Beauty. I don't remember that one. Um... Wait, I do, I do, I remember that one. What the hell was that? I, I oh, don't that know. Oh, that was uh, with so. um, uh, uh, Will Smith, and that he, uh, yeah, um, that one I didn't actually watch. Now that you say that, uh, and then another one, and it came up on her list, and also our friend Jessica, came, I think, came up with it. Uh, A League of Their Own. But it's when Betty Spaghetti's husband dies, but you think it's going to be Gina Davis's husband. Oh, man. That one did get me. The whole movie got me. Now, not not to the point where I was sad. I mean, I was just emotionally vested, and I still am in that movie, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to, like, me too, all those poor girls in that damn movie. Every single one of them. Oh, I know. Can you imagine? Uh, Yeah. uh, My friend Christina said draft day. I don't know. It's a football movie. Didn't see it. Uh, Winnie, friend Winnie, said My Girl. My Girl came up quite a bit as well. Yeah. And when poor Thomas J dies, oh, so yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely sadder than when Vina thinks she's getting her period and uh, yeah. she's got she's hemorrhaging. I well, That's it was hilarious. just one of those ones where you yeah, she's hemorrhaging. Where you go and you think that it's going to be about one thing and then you destroy it yeah. and it turns out to be that. Those ones piss me off. Like a Nicholas Sparks movie, you know what you're going into. Oh, the notebook. Everybody has put this fucking notebook down. Now, I've seen the notebook. I have And I cried through the notebook. But I know for a fact that that entire thing was written to make me cry through it. Well, that's what Nicholas Sparks does, isn't that his thing? And he can fuck off and die. Yeah, I don't because- <laughs> I don't like that. I don't That's, read any of his, no. or there's like a Jody Picolt or Picolet. I don't know how to. Yeah, yeah, a friend of mine is big into those books. Yeah, I, and and that's you know. the thing. It's like they write books where somebody that you love at the end dies, and like my yeah. sister's keeper, that lady that wrote that. Well, see, I I'm so bad because I read so much, and especially like right now, like I've read every single one of the Star Wars canon books, the new ones. It's funny because, like, I I learned really quickly to not get invested in new characters because if I'd never heard of them before, they're probably not going to make it through the end of the book. You know, <laughs> like, this is a book in between two movies that I've seen, and I don't know you, sir. 
So, you know, and it sucks like that. Like I, that's one of the things that I hate about having, you know, knowledge on either side of things that are coming out. Cause like, you just know something's going to happen. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, by so. the way, apparently my sister's keeper, I only saw the movie and I thought the movie was terrible. I didn't, you know, it was one of those, like I was saying, you know, they make you cry. on Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I don't like emotional manipulation. I, think I saw like part of that. Then I read uh, something about it and the book was so much worse and so much more devastating than the movie. <laughs> and I'm like, thank God. Well, guess what's not making our list? Veronica Roth. You and your fucking Divergent series, because we didn't even go watch the third movie. I didn't watch the first one. I was like, you're not breaking my heart again, bitch. So anyway, we're still bitter. I, <laughs> so bitter. Well, it was just it was just awful. It was just awful. That yeah. third book was the stupidest bitter. thing I've ever done. And then that was one Piece of the things of that was like, oh, you know, we'll kill somebody to make, it, to make you sad. It was like, because that's the only thing that was freaking legitimate in that entire book. Because it was like you decided you didn't know how to write anymore. Okay. I know. It's like, um, what's a book? Uh, let's just kill everybody. We'll just kill this person. Maybe she it's, wrote the it's third. Fine. Maybe she wrote the third book, like in the fourth grade or something. And then, like, <laughs> she's like, you know what? I'm going to come out with some prequels to this book because it was so good. And then, like, she so was like, good. her mom was like, it's great, honey. And she's like, yeah, it is great, isn't it? And it then, always reminds me of those people on American Idol for the first like round. Where they're terrible. Oh my God, they're terrible. And I'm like, my brother went to audition and he's amazing. He didn't get past producers, let alone get into that kind of thing. But they're letting these people in because they're terrible. But I'm like, somebody's people lied to him. This mother told him he was good. Bad mom. Bad mom. Like, like I'm not saying you need to tell your kid he sucks, but... You got to temper some expectations before you put your baby on national TV for the world to mock. So I'm just saying expectations. Yep. I agree. So then our friend Randy over at cult 45 has said uh, Creed. He said he's got a thing for father son movies. And the last one he saw was Creed. Oh my God. But my guess is there's a lot of, uh, he's a, he's a dad. So I guess there's probably quite a few of the, the son dad movies that that can get I his know. goat. Spe- speaking of that, you know what makes me cry way more than any of these movies? The freaking Cats mm. in the Cradle song. I hate that song. Oh, I love it. I hate it. Anyway. Anyway. Especially when they put it in something, and I know they're being manipulative and stupid. That's what anyway. they do. Uh, our awesome, awesome, awesome fan, Chelsea, who, by the way, has a Nerdy Bitches t-shirt now, and she's and awesome. she still doesn't have Did a Did you see button. that? She's got, she got the dog shirt. It's awesome. Um, the fault in our stars. Oh yeah, uh, I didn't. See several that people re- brought that one up. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It looked sad. That's why I. Didn't so I didn't. See, yeah, and that's yeah. me too. Yeah, it looked sad. I didn't see it. I'm thinking about reading the book. The book because I think I, I read sad books better than I watch sad movies, and that's probably the empath thing. Because when I'm seeing it visually, I'm a very visual person. It's much more impactful than if I read about it. Well, especially so. if you're reading about it as like the omnipotent. Uh, uh, what's that word? Um, omnipotent. Omnipotent. Yeah, like from that yeah. viewpoint, then you're kind of detached from it. But for yeah, some reason, a little bit. For, yeah, for some reason, so. movies you kind of more. I don't know how to say. Like more invested in it. It's more. Well, I think it goes back to glory. Like I can read in a history book that slaves were treated horribly. That they were very visually 
verbally, physically assaulted, murdered, raped. I can read those things and have a concept of it, but any movie that shows it horrifies me. The same thing with domestic violence. I can read. I have a, I have a bachelor. My minor is in women's studies. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, I can read about it all day long. I cannot watch movies, TV shows, commercials about domestic violence without just about going into a panic attack. Mm-hmm. I can't. And so it's, yeah. Yep. Uh, Craig, a certain Craig, I'm assuming this is producer Craig, What's it? Uh, says Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that will do it. I I've never seen it. Again, I figured it was one of those ones that was just going to make me cry, so I never watched it. I've heard it's important to watch, but... Yeah, you know, the, I, the piano I, I haven't seen either because it's like, I heard it was just, just terribly sad, and so I don't watch stuff like that, and, you know? And- yeah, I just can't. It's not... Again, why do I Why do I want to depress myself? I mean, again, some of these have so many redeeming qualities that I can get past this this one, you know, sad bit, but... Um, so Jessica, our awesome friend, Jessica from our cosplay episode in our geek crush episode, I think, um, said Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two. And it's basically the part of there's, there's several parts I'm sure. Um, but the part where Harry realizes that he has to go face Voldemort spoilers and be killed and Hermione being way smarter than any of the rest of them clearly figured this out like like six months ago and offers basically to go with him because she knows he has to go die. And so that was like, <laughs> and I was like reading that and I was like, I'm crying all over again. That's terrible. Oh, I know. Um, oh, and, and then, then also, Snape, well, go ahead. And then Snape's revelation in that same movie. That gets me. So the always so sad. But when Dobby dies, oh, it's yeah. Ophelia too. And me. That and got everyone. me worse in the book, I think, than the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the book, for sure. But in the movie as well. Those big golf ball eyes. Just, oof. Uh, And then again, Hunger Games popped up. Uh, my dad, <laughs> I was asking him, he's like, uh, what's crying? I'm like, shut up. Um, but <laughs> he said Old Yeller was oh, yeah. one that got him. Because, yep. again, it's a dog movie. Mm-hmm. Guess what happens to the dog? We're not going to take him to get treated for the rabies. We're just, <laughs> just going to shoot him. Uh, and then apparently there's another movie called Brian's Song. Yeah. The football movie that yeah. gets the guys tearing up. Yeah. I, I think he gets cancer or something. I don't know. I've never seen it. Yeah. Uh, Drew and several others have said Big Fish. I love Big Fish. Yeah. And I do cry at the end of Big Fish every time. It's such a good movie. Have you seen Big Fish? Yeah. Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like it. I, I, I like dead it. Inside. It's good. Like, I'm like, yeah, well. <laughs> You're so dead inside. <laughs> uh, but he also put Braveheart down. I don't remember that being oh, particularly my God. sobby, but you a lot of people do. That? So. Oh, that was crazy sobby. They also tortured him for nine hours and cut off his penis at the end there, so. Spoiler. There are very, very few Mel Gibson movies that I actually connect with. And I just. Braveheart's got to like, be one of them. Like, that's the one. I don't know. Uh, right. Uh, Brandy says, pay it forward. I only watched that movie once, but I remember sobbing in that. That was a good movie. I didn't think it was that great. It was good. I liked it. Uh, KT Marguerite says, a walk to remember. 
So that's another one. Oh. She also said the notebook and Selena. And a walk to remember and the notebook are ones that I'm just like, you're trying to make me cry. Like I like the that's walk your to job. remember. Yeah. I didn't watch that one. So and then we have a couple of other honorable mentions that I'm going to throw in here. Uh so up we've said a couple times, Glory a couple of times. Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it didn't win like Best first Picture. Ten, first 10 minutes of that movie were just like, oh, God, God Jesus. Yep. Um, tone it down. Um, Paul threw out the Transformers, the movie. And actually, a lot of guys agree with this because apparently the death of Optimus Prime in this was a just a pivotal role in, it was, in a lot of it was devastating. young men's yeah. childhoods. It was yeah. devastating. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, sorry, I agree with nope. that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't want to see dead Optimus Prime. He's the best. Yep. Um, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Yeah. So the end there where Spock dies and they have their little thing. And then shit just gets weird after that. Iron Giant has popped up a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I have not seen that, but I think I'm going to because it, I think it's going to have um, some reference in Ready Player One when it comes out as a movie. I don't really remember it having a reference in the book, per se, but I did see that in the movie trailer. So, okay. Terms of Endearment, yep. of course, has popped up dozens of times. The animated version of Charlotte's Web. Uh, Dead Poets Society. Now that one will get you. Yeah. That's a good movie. Uh, Toy Story 3, and then pretty much any Pixar movie. And I apologize to, like, the 30 people on social media who have posted while we have, in fact, been recording this episode. It's crazy. That we did not get to you this time. We do appreciate your input. I can't input. believe how popular this topic is. Uh, it has been incredibly popular, and I really like that our our uh, audience is kind of participating with us a little bit more. Because I don't remember if you remember a couple of years ago, we were trying to give away a, a, awesome. a print. Yeah, it was awesome. That a, a beautiful artist had done, and it was a Wonder Woman print. And kind of right now, I'm wishing I would have just like kept that <laughs> because it was amazing. Uh, and we were like, so to the four of you listening if you want to get in on this i know we like our random number generator like was like between like six people or something it was crazy no it was between two and one of of them was discounted yeah i I didn't allow yeah i didn't allow paul i said no didn't allow paul (laughs) he said he was sleeping with the judge he's like sometimes yeah i'm like that doesn't count (laughs) <laughs> true but uh yeah so it's been really fun kicking in with uh with everybody and getting a whole bunch of people to uh to do this and i've actually um want to do you have anything else on this before we move on to new business uh well i do have my uh instead of internet comments i have Ooh, inter- okay. internet one star reviews for some of these okay so here is the um uh, one star review for the notebook ah uh, yes here we go it is. I watched this movie with a man who left me for another woman. Sad emoticon. <laughs> it's like bad uh, strip club reviews. It's terrible. Yes, I know. Um, this <laughs> no, was. Uh, here's Hachi. Uh, one star <laughs> review. The saddest movie ever. The true story was sad, but this movie made it even sadder. <laughs> Which is true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you have to. 
Yep. Here we go. What dreams may come. One star review. Oh. I did not like this movie. Poor depiction of the way heaven and what heaven entails easily would deceive people who did not know what the Bible says. The only thing they got right was that heaven will be full of colors. So there you go. Uh, okay. This okay. Is, this is my favorite one star <laughs> review. It's the last one. I like it because they've been there. Yeah, I They've know. clearly been there and seen it they know and about, come back to tell. They know about the colors of heaven, y'all, so that's their thing. Okay, so this one is my favorite one-star review. It's Steel Magnolias. It says, it says, most boring movie I have seen in years. Could hardly what? understand the actor's southern accents. What a waste of talent. Uh, what? They <laughs> They, uh, yeah. Now, now the question is: Was that for the original one or for the recast one? No, no, with, this like, was Felicia the original. This is the original. Oh. Yeah, because that recast, I had high hopes for. I never saw it, but I wanted to see it. So, no, I, I did watch it, and the men were completely forgettable. Because I mean, come on, who's going to replace Tom Skerritt anyway? And uh, but the women, I think the women did a really good job. It just wasn't the right roles like it wasn't the right movie you could have put that cast of ladies together and done anything and i could listen to felicia rashad read the phone book Mm -hmm. i really could i mean she's amazing yeah so i don't know all right well i guess that didn't uh, that remake didn't work out i didn't hear good things about it which is too bad because i was pretty excited to to see it and then when you know everybody said it was crap i didn't see it so well, I think they played it twice and that was it. Okay, so a couple of housekeeping things that we forget all the time. If you want to contact us, we have lots of ways for you to do so. You can contact us on Facebook. Are you, we cl- are, are you clicking? Huh? Are, you, are you cruising the internet right now? I am not cruising anything. That's a pen. I'm sorry. I'll put it down. <laughs> I was writing shit down so I wouldn't forget what I was going to say because I always do. Okay. Uh, I, was I was like, clicking. dude. I was clicking a pen like a serial killer. I was not clicking Maybe you could get on Facebook for the podcast is all I'm saying. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry. The votes are still coming in. (laughs) We really got to put a timeline on these things. (laughs) Apparently, it's just not enough. Okay. So on Twitter, you can find us uh, at Nerdy Bitches Pod. So P-O-D. And I have just set a goal for us to hit... 3,000 followers by our three-year anniversary in January. And we are at 2,455 right now. Oh, yeah. We can do that. We'll do that. Totally do that. So what we need you to do is we need you, if you're not already, which why wouldn't you be? We need you to go retweet that. We need you to get your friends out listening. We need you to listen to more episodes because we want to do really fun and awesome things. And... That's how we're going to do it. Yep. The second way we're going to do it is that we also have a Patreon account. And super exciting. We got our first two patrons for the month of October. Very exciting. Um, So as of right now, we can pay for half a Wi-Fi connection, which is sweet. Um, I mean, not like full Wi-Fi, but like, you know, for as long as it takes us to podcast. Except for we don't use Wi-Fi. Huh? Well, we don't, but you know what I mean. Oh, okay. Uh, We could we could buy two lattes and split a burrito. I think right now. Yeah. So we need more burrito money because (laughs) we now live across the country from each other. So that means we have to buy a burrito each. We can't share it. (laughs) We cannot share 
the burrito long distance, the Torchy's tacos would taste like total shit once I mail it to California. It's not going to be good. So we need you guys to help us stay an awesome independent podcast because we want to be able to create our own content and not have anybody tell us what the fuck we're going to do. So come be a Patreon, a patron, whatever they call it. Go to patreon.com slash nerdy bitches. We have, you can go from as little as a dollar a month to 10 zillion dollars a month. If you want to do that, we will do all sorts of things that are not listed on that list. But go check out the list of of our rewards because I think they're pretty bitchin' myself, if I do say so. Uh, so go check that out. Um, you can definitely get shout outs on the show. You can get some merch. You might even get a chance to be on the show, be a co-host on the show for a show. So go check that out. Um, send us some money. That would be good. We like to, we like to stay on the air. We like to do fun things and we've got some cool ideas coming forward and you know, those things cost money. And then the third thing that we always forget to mention, uh, but it came up because Superfan Chelsea actually uh, figured it out and went and bought one, is we have a merchandise store. So you can actually go to Zazzle.com slash Nerdy Bitches Podcast, and you can get any of our awesome items. Uh, We have shirts, we have mugs, we have Christmas ornaments. Uh, we have Mary Go Fuck Yourself mugs. We have all sorts of variety of things out there. Do we have your you can dick pretty is much, not a gift? I'm sorry? Do we have your dick is not a gift? Oh, yeah. Your dick is not a gift. We're putting that on a fucking sweater. <laughs> so don't give your dick as a gift to somebody for Christmas. Instead, go buy them a Nerdy Bitches sweatshirt because that will keep them warm when your dick has gone cold. So, <laughs> but <laughs> while you are on the Zazzle site, because people are weird and prude on the internet, you have to turn the site's content filter to off to see anything other than our kid-friendly line, which we also have. So if you've got a two-year-old with a pacifier problem, we can help you. They can also take that pacifier to preschool and not technically get kicked out because it's, it's a picture of the dogs. So it's just implied. So, all right. Anyway, uh, and if you want to just send us like an email, because no one ever does other than spam bots trying to get us to buy people, which we don't want to do. Uh, you can co- hit us at contact us at nerdybitches.com. All right. Yeah. I think that's all the housekeeping stuff. We're actually going to be recording again soon. We are, I think, waiting for producer Craig to be able to up load for us so yep uh maybe a couple days before you hear this and then we'll have another one out and i've actually got some listener questions that we're going to be answering and we're going to be talking about some more current event stuff all right and i don't know what else we'll figure it out okay so, all right sounds good. all right so we will see you guys next time see ya Music provided by www.bensound.com, and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com.
so going to cry at this. I'm like, watch me not. 